today, the content could be a little more mature for audiences. So please, ask someone before listening to this video. It's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults. Or for those who get permission. So, for today's podcast and for Movie Monday, I'm going to talk about a movie I've seen, we've all seen, but I just, I don't know. I'm having a little bit of concerns here with this movie, which seems weird because everyone loves this movie. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? Okay, I like this, okay. I love this movie too, but I'm going to say my thoughts first. One, it's The Wizard of Oz. Two, are the munchkins uh, problematic now? Or are they not? I know they don't really, they refer to themselves as little people now, and the whole munchkin thing just seems weird, but it's also a time period thing, and it's like, I don't want to, like, be one of those people that cancels everything because of the stuff that happened back in the past, but maybe we can learn from it, but I don't know. I like more sort of us, but some of them, it is dated, but I don't know if I would want to see another movie version of it again, because even though it was dated and yeah, some of the rumors about it wasn't great. That's I don't know if anyone would want to see a remake version. And before you go, like, what about Wicked? Wicked is a different thing, a whole different thing. At first, I did not like Wicked. Not the play, though. The book long story i will talk about that later but um i don't know i mean it's a classic you could tell it's dated but it still holds up but some of the things are problematic it's like one of those mm, half and half it's half good and half bad like they use jello to dye the horses and that just bugs me because it's like that damaged the horses and people got sick on the set but you know i also like the musical the great acting um it's a huge following i even watch um the historian of oz i forget her exact TikTok, but she has like everything was sort of oz so maybe she can tell me her thoughts on the wizard of oz other than it's amazing i mean i love musicals it's been a while since i've actually seen the movie and i'm gonna read a little bit about it the wonderful wizard of oz for more than 80 years the technicolor masterpiece has casted a spell on generations of fans and it really is no miracle why there's no film like the wizard of oz the 1939 motion picture bears all the hallmarks of a classic, a beloved childhood story brought to life by unforgettable characters. Dorothy, Scarecrow, Tin Man, 
cowardly lion. Toto, the dog, I'm including him. It, her. I forget because I think the actual dog was a girl, but it played a boy, but who cares at this point. The uh, In a fantasy world somewhere over the rainbow where a wicked witch rules over munchkins and a pair of ruby slippers are the key to a happy ending. MGM's epic production, the most expensive in Hollywood at the time. Okay. Here's a fun fact that I know about the Wizard of Oz because I'm a weirdo who likes the Wizard of Oz and has find some of the dated stuff just dated. But that's like watching my stuff now and being like, yeah, it's dated. As much as I liked it back then, it's dated and it has its problems, but I love it still. It's like a childhood thing. Did anyone else out there know, which is probably a basic familiar thing, I know Shirley Temple was supposed to originally play Dorothy, but I forget if an actor or actress died and they didn't want to like switch it because of the whole thing. And I heard that she did like a similar version of Wizard of Oz. Yes, I've actually seen the Wizard of Oz historians TikTok, the Wizard of Oz, the Wizard of Oz 2, which is disturbingly creepy. I did not think that the Wizard of Oz was ever creepy. Not that creepy. The little window go thing, that little, the little, little thing, I forget, it was like a robot thing. It was creepy. And that's coming from a person who likes true crime and horror movies. And I don't know, like, there are some rumors that, like, there was a hanging munchkin, there was some Dorothy, but also a book, which I did not know for years because I only knew of the movie. Okay. Okay, it was actually the third cinematic take on L. Frank Baum's book series and it proves to be the charm. The Wizard of Oz starring Julie Garland, Dorothy, Ray Buggers, Ray Bulger, Blogger, Scarecrow, Jack Halley, Tin Man, Bert Lewer, Cowardly Lion, Billy Burke, Glenda the Good Witch, and Margaret Hamilton, the Wicked Witch of the West. A heesive instant popularity, and almost 83 years later, it's the most watched film of all time. Beloved as a family tradition, even Glinda sits down to enjoy the wonderful uh, the Wizard of Oz annual TV airing with her children. That And her production is precious to me. Used the actress in 1952. It all seemed like a fairy dream come true. Glinda would have turned 100 on June 10, 2020, and the occasion is being marked with special events. The Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, will hold a word day celebration in June, reaching outdoor screening of the wonderful The Wizard of Oz. I think it's called The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, the book, but this is just called The Wizard of Oz. I keep saying wonderful. Museum. The Wizard, okay featuring an outdoor screening of The Wizard of Oz and special tours while the stage show 
gets happy. Michael Feniston celebrities, the Judy Garland central occasion across the US in this collection issue reveals the magical journey from Kansas to Emerald City. We're pulling back the curtain on the film secrets, the costume changes, makeup mishaps, and special effects wizard dry. Look back at the generation scene, learn the backstory of the soundtrack, then look for the set, plus preview the upcoming Wizard of Oz remake and other adaptation coming soon. I'm not sure how to feel about that. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz, Dorsey. The Wizard of Oz is the most watched movie in film history, according to Library of Congress. See, it is very interesting. Like, I know a lot about The Wizard of Oz because I've been watching The Historian, and she even says her, her cartoon, and I tried to look it up, and I could find clips. There's no place like home and no film like The Wizard of Oz. Since 1939, kids of all ages have been captivated by Dorothy Gale's Technicolor Adventure in Oz as she journeys down the yellow brick road to, with Tuto and Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion, and the Wicked Witch on the West, hot on the heels of her ruby slippers. Fun fact. The original play had silver slippers. Yes, we all know this. Turning L. Frank Baum's popular children book into a big budget Hollywood production was a year long ordeal. As she seeks the wizard who will help her get back to Kansas, considered one of the greatest productions in Hollywood history. Without a doubt, the most watched, The Wizard of Oz is pure magic. So beloved, it's truly somewhere over the rainbow. Adapting L. Frank's bottom children novel from the big screen where the dream that Metro Golden Mary dreamed to dream and it's really did come true. Even if obstacles hardly melted like lemon drops. In 1933, Samuel Goldwyn Productions paid 40,000 for the film, Rights of the Wizard of Oz, which had first been published in 1900. That sounds so wrong. I was born in 1994, so it's like 1900. Oh, 1900, that's so creepy because that sounds so old. In 1933, Samuel Goldwyn production paid, yeah, okay, with a nutshell turning into a musical extravaganza, which it is. I will say, I do like The Wizard of Oz, and the yellow brick road is just iconic. The Emerald City, it's an iconic thing. Yes, there's some problematic things, but it's still iconic. I love saying it like that. Okay. Los Angeles Times Lotus idea of Glinda. Okay. 
Glinda, okay, The Wizard of Oz, which had been published in, okay, which had been made into several silent movies that also enjoyed a success, successful run on Broadway, was to be made in color, a feature not yet accomplished in a feature film. But production stalled while Glinda focused on other projects. Goldwyn. It wasn't until Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Doors, based on a Brothers Grimm fairy tale, earned more than five times its budget in 1937 that Hollywood took a renewed interest in the Oz. Two months later, the Los Angeles Times floated the idea of Glinda riding with Snow White, Cottontails, by animating Bonham's story instead of using live action. Can the wizard ever be as effectually produced with real people as it could with Disney-like characters? It will take industry to accomplish that. A young female star was needed to portray Dorothy, but Goldwyn didn't have any under contract. A bidding war ensured among the studio that did include MGM and 20th Century Fox which had Judy Gardlin. If I'm saying your name wrong, I'm so sorry. Or if you're not alive anymore, I'm sorry, whoever I'm sending. Gardlin. Judy Gardlin. And Shirley Temple, respectfully on their roster. Matteo Goldwyn Mayer, which despite bearing his name was not contracted to Goldwyn, won the competition with its seven. 55,000 offer. Immediately, producer Marvin Leroy got to work on the big budget adaptation of his favorite childhood film. As expected, turning Bone works of fantasy into realistic production was tricky and it required all hands on deck. Multiple writers tried their hands at crafting the script, with the end result being a hooded Pedro of a dozen different characters, although only three received credit. While the final draft came together, composed Hardlin Allen and Broadway lyric Yip Herberg worked on the songs that would go on to define The Wizard of Oz, and actresses were cast to bring it all to life. Judy, Ray, Jack Harley, and more. That was always my favorite story, and I only dreamed, even dreamed, that someday I'd be playing Dorothy on the screen, Judy, on being cast in The Wizard of Oz. Okie dokie, artichokey, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in, because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all 
tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the app and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, Artichokey. Ah, break it's now. Let's continue. Okay. Billy Burke's um, Glenda, the wizard, as well as 124 little people portraying munchkins. The problem is multifold. Mused on Hollywood newspaper upon the production announcement, they've got to make a picture that will amuse adults Thorough children follow the book and shatter no Oz illustrations. And shatter, shatter. On October 12, 1938, just months after GM, MGM secured the rights to The Wizard of Oz, production began on the studio lot in Cleveland City. Less than ten miles away from the heart of Hollywood, wasn't fair enough, far enough from gossip mongers. However, MGM went to great lengths to protect its buzz about film, even hiring policemen to guard the closed set. But pop secret information still leaked out, and an article headlined "Film Wizard Beset by Oz Trouble." Los Angeles Evening Citizen News report from Stage 27, the set of the Wicked Witch Castle, dissing details on the costume set design and possible feuds between the cast and the production staff. Laura, perhaps in character, muttered to the journalist, you'll notice that Marvel and Lee Ray, the producers, nowhere to be seen. The reason is easy to find. He's scared to come down here. He doesn't dare. He knows there's a cowardly lion here that would bite his leg off. The one thing that we will be known known for, no matter what we've done, any place else in the world will be the Wizard of Oz. Lee Ray's issue was with director Richard Dorff who didn't quite understand the story. Lee Ray complained to make a fairy story. You have to think like a kid. After reviewing early footage, the producer felt thorough already. The second director for Oz was rushing through filming. As a result, the actors weren't giving their best performances and he let them all know. Lee Ray called a meeting with the cast, infuriated that everything looked terrible. Recalled Buddy, he's been the original Tin Man. He said it was utter confusion, that the rush looked like ladies' night in a Tuscan bath. He started bereaving the actors. We were only doing what we were directed to do, so we were startled to say the least. We didn't feel we deserved it. Less than two weeks 
into production, Thorpe was replaced briefly with George Cocker, a veteran director best known at that point for Dinner at Eight, who would shortly afterwards go on to helm Gone with the Wind. During Trucker's seven days on the set, he didn't film one scene, but his creative effect was relatively. He completely revamped the portrayal of Dorothy, especially Garland's blonde wig, Garland's Judy's blonde wig. Ah, she had a blonde wig. Blonde wig, baby doll makeup, and fancy, scarber Nancy way of speaking. Judy looked artificial. Choker later explained she was too made up, too pretty. She was also very young and and inexperienced, although very gifted. And so she was too cute to incline to act in a fairy tale way. The whole joke was that she was this little liberal girl from Kansas among all the freaks. Because of characters change, all of the scenes filmed by Torper were scrapped. By the time Victor Fulman, the fourth director, arrived, he was essentially starting from scratch, and Oz was already way behind schedule. To make up for lost time, the cast and crew worked six days. If they only had a part, the actors who came close to starring in The Wizard of Oz, Shirley Temple, it's impossible to imagine The Wizard of Oz without Judy as Dorothy, but she wasn't the first choice at the time. Temple was the most popular young actress, a by superstar, sure to make the film a blockbuster. The only problem, Temple 10, was under contract at 20th Century Fox and they refused to let loan her to MGM. Buddy Esten, the future Beverly Hills star was originally in Wizard of Oz, a scarecrow. Producers recast Edson Oz Tin Man, but 10 days into filming, he suffered a severe reaction to the aluminum makeup applied to his skin. The actor ended up hospitalized in critical condition as he struggled to breathe. MGM kept the incident so hush-hush, it was assumed Edson had been fired. W.C. Fields, the comedian, was MGM's first choice for the title role, which was written to mimic his bombastic way of speaking, but they couldn't agree on salary. The studio offered 75000 Fields wanted 1000 A man gives up importantly for a few lousy dollars. He doesn't need graph. Over the rainbow lyrics, yip, Hillberger about Fields turning down the roll. Gail Sundengarg, before the witch was wicked, she was wickedly beautiful in a tight black dress and glamorous makeup, and that kind of character suited Sundengarg Gale. But once it was decided the witch must frighten children, the actress turned on her 
pointed heels, I was not about to make myself ugly for a motion picture. The lion. The story goes that the role of the king of the forest was almost played by Leo the Lion, MGM's iconic mascot, whose war signals that start of its every film. The only star at MGM is Leo the Lion. Read a sign on the desk of studio head Louis B. Mayer's assistant. Leo's talent didn't expect to sign or singer dance, however, so the idea was next. Dream in a color, Metro, Goldwyn, Myers, Technicolor, Triumph. The Wizard of Oz is one of the first films to optimize Technicolor, which is pretty amazing. The film process known as Technicolor makes every hue look extraordinarily staggered, which is why Dorothy's ruby slippers, the yellow brick road, and the emerald city all pop so dramatically on the big screen. But using it cost a pretty penny. The Technicolor Company took full advantage of the demand for its unique process. If a studio wanted to use a techno camera, which had to be reserved months in advance, it was also contracted, obligated to rent out cameraman's color direction and color consultant at a price tag in expense of one thousand one zero zero slash zero zero it's like a thousand and back then that was a lot then there was the extra light things that technicolor requires for filming which especially turned the wizard of oz set into an oven it was brutally hot lambent choreographer harold Rawson, people were always staining and being carried off the set when it became too unbearable. Filming ordered the crew to shut off the lights and open the 20 foot wide stage doors for air. Light also had to be set up in a specific way. Tin Man's costume was so shiny, he had thrown a million reflections as would the ruby slippers, Rawson explained. We'd have to stop and find out what part of the costume was causing the reflection and damp it down. Because Technicolor comes together in post-production, test strips needed to be taken at the end of every scene, which the actors were remaining still for another four feet of film. Every night, Rawson brought the strip to the Technicolor Lab and waited as they were all developed. Based on those results, he would then tell editors to produce the film lighter or darken and which colors required more exposure. Making The Wizard of Oz was complicated and troublesome, Grayson said. The Wizard of Oz is likely to perform some record-breaking feats of box office magic. Week with a 4 a.m. call time in the custom department by the end of this generous six-month shoot. Even Terry, the dog who played Toto, was on the verge of a mental breakdown and was the canine trainer. The peace 
was so quick the actors barely had the pace had the opportunity to dive deep into the character which made it very very strange strange work admitted hill there was no acting it was all movement we were running all the time we were always afraid we had three lines and then we were off to see the wizard we were running all over the joint putting out fires chopping down doors cutting the rope that held the witch's chandelier but only seen that had any acting value were in the black and white when judy met frank morgan and he looked in his crystal ball all due to the condensed schedule there was no room for error like men's temper particularly when it came to his female actors preceded him according to hamilton who worked with the director on 1935 the former takes a wife he was a very pleasant person when everything went right as Feynman was known to get along better with his male actors blogger was more flattering we'd love him because he was such a good director he was a component man but he was also like any army officer he was just disciplinarian he stood for no foolishness garland who was just 16 during filming learned that lesson the hard way when she couldn't stop laughing at her signature in the scene when dorothy meets Carolee lyon judy led an oz signing at nbc radio to promote the film in 1939. every morning a cave of Buses picked up the Munchkin actors from the hotels and brought them to MGM. Vince was patient at first, remembered screenwriter John Lee Mannon, who was on the set as he had to continuously rework the script throughout filming. She went behind a tree. I could hear her saying, I will not laugh, I will not laugh. Then she'd come out and start laughing again. We must have done the scene 10 times and eventually she was giggling so much she got hysterical. She couldn't stop laughing and Vince finally slapped her on the face. All right now, he said, get back to your dressing room. She went and when she came back, she said, okay, and then did this scene. But filming allowed Garland male co-star who were older and had more acting experience free reign to mold their portrayal. He was troubled about how the character should talk. We called Hale. I said, I wanted to talk the way I talk when I'm telling the story to my five-year-old son. And he said, give me an example. And I started with, well, there was a big frog and he had great long legs, short of breathlessness. And when I said the Tim man's first speech, that same voice, well, a long time ago, I was standing here and it started to rain. And he said, that's it. The logger followed suit with Scarecrow. I tried to get a sound in my voice. That was completely wonderment. Okie dokie, artichokey. It's time for an ad break class sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and Keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation 
after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, Artichokey. Ad break is now. Okie dokie, artichokey, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today and the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon and with the ad coming up soon I know y'all might want to skip it but you should at least try to listen to some of it maybe it's important I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast and I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one artichokey okay dokie artichokey ad break it's now Okay, okay, let's continue turning L. Frank Walmer's popular children book into a Hollywood production was a yearly process. Wish Upon a Child star Julie Gard- Judy Gardland-, Gardland made The Wizard of Oz and it launched her into superstardom, but her adult career could never shake the image of the pigtail girl from Kansas. Oz wouldn't be half as fantastic without the friends Dorothy met along the Yellow Brook Road, Scarecrow, Tin Man, and Cowardly Lion. The Wicked Witch and Glinda the Good have kept audiences spellbound. Veteran actor Frank Markin not only portrayed the wizard, but also four other characters, Professor Marvel, the gatekeeper, and the carriage driver and the guard. For being to the end, the Wizard of Oz is unforgettable and the scenes will stay with you after a long the credits end. Much has been said about the making of the Wizard of Oz and what is actually true. We separate fact from fiction. The Wizard of Oz would be slightly less magical if it weren't for its Academy Award-winning soundtrack. Rivally little-known detail about the costume and makeup that define the film's character. Typecasting of Aunt M to Zippo Mark's special connection to the film and so much more. 
You're not in Kansas anymore. Tour the different places in the film and the sets that brought them to life. Discover rare facts about the Hollywood classic from the Sure, you've watched the movie a million times, but how well were you really paying attention? Test your memory. I hope you like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.